Welcome to Swarupa Vidya Ashram. My name is Swami Nirmalananda. Each audio is a discourse that I offered at a satsang, a free meditation program, and was followed by meditation. These teachings address the underlying questions of life. Who am I? Why am I here? How do I do what I came here to do? I went to my guru with these same questions. While he gave me the teachings I share here, most importantly, he gave me the inner experience they describe. This is why I teach, to share the same with you, both the theory and the inner experience of your own inherent divinity. The bliss of consciousness is your birthright. Meditate and discover that you are greater than you could ever imagine. Om Namah Shivaya Gurave Satchirananda Murtaye Nishprapanchaya Shantaya Niralambaya Tejase Muktanandaya Gurave Shisha Samsara Harane Bhakta Kaya Ekade Haya Namaste Chitsaratmane Hetave Jagatameva Samsara Nava Setave Prabhave Saiva Vidyana Shambhave Gurave Namaha Guru Brahma Guru Vishnu Guru Devo Maheshwara Guru Sakshat Parabrahma Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Om Svarupa Swaswabhava Namo Namaha Om I bow to my own self. I bow to my Baba's own self. I bow to his Baba's own self. I bow to your own self. Your own shivaness, your own essence, your own isness, O Shiva. Again and again I bow. Om Swarupa Swaswa Bhava Namo Namaha. Living on an even keel. I love to sail. Being out on the open sea, the sails unfurled, outward bound with the wind propelling the boat through endless open space, seemingly endless open space, being in nature, on the sea, under the sun, fueled by the wind. I love to sail. I was a sailor, only on other people's boats, I confess. For a decade or more, I crewed, though I never got really good at it, but I do know some of the basics. 
I later improved my sailing skills on a man-made lake in a housing complex that I lived in. The lake was slightly bigger than a quarter. Okay, a little bigger. With tiny little sailboats, they were like rowboats with sails. But they worked the same way as a sloop. I got to tack and jibe, and I even got fairly good at it. Well, except for the lack of a keel. There was a centerboard that stuck down in the water about two or three feet better than nothing, I'd say. But a real sailboat has a real keel that extends down into the water and stabilizes the boat. The wind doesn't blow it over, and the waves don't rock it. Not much, anyway. The deeper the keel, the smoother the ride. You need a deep keel to sail through life. The deeper the keel, the smoother the ride. How do you get a deep keel? Meditate. When you meditate, you're deepening into the endless inner space of your own being. When you meditate on your own self, on your own essence and beingness, you discover who you really are. Such a tangible and vast reality within. Nothing can knock you over or rock your boat. It is your inner depth that sees you through. That is, if you want to live in the world without drowning in it. You were born to have experiences, so you must experience all that life has to offer, but without getting lost in it, without being defined by it, without being limited by it. Yoga calls this freedom. Of course, freedom was the reason that I loved the open sea. Sailing into the vast expanse, sailing away from the problems of life, even for just a few hours, sailing away from my own ideas of who I was and who I should be. I always came in from a day on the sea with a whole new sense of self, refreshed, expanded, with a mind full of sky and sea. Even my peripheral vision was wider. I loved that feeling of freedom. Now I live in it, for it is constant. It is the inner freedom, the inner spaciousness I found inside the space that holds the sky and sea, the space that holds the entire universe. This is the space of my own beingness, the formless reality within my own inner essence, my own self. I didn't find this by myself. I had help. I needed the help. The yogic texts say that everyone needs help. Just like you learn to ride a bicycle from someone who knew how. You learn how to live in the spaciousness and depth of your own being from one who knows. This is why the guru is so emphasized and so revered. One who knows gives you the knowing. That gift is more than mere teachings and practices. The ultimate gift is the transmission called Shaktipat, where you receive the gift of the guru's fuel, the inner awakening of your own cosmic energy called 
kundalini. Baba described it this way. When one acquires the strength of kundalini, one expands infinitely. And then one assimilates this whole universe. One is able to see the whole universe within one's self. One no longer remains a limited, bound creature. One achieves total union with God. One merges with Shiva and becomes Shiva. It's easy to think that this is all metaphorical about divine inner energy and seeing the universe within. But it's not a metaphor. It's real. Yes, cosmic energy climbs your spine. It's very real and quite wonderful. Beyond wonderful, all the way to glorious, magnificent, splendiferous. Yes, the universe is within you. The inside of your being is bigger than the outside. Way bigger. This is self, your own self, the inner vastness that holds the universe and all who are in it. I first found it when I was chanting to Baba's guru, Bhagavan Nityananda. At sunset every day in the ashram, Baba had us do a standing arati, a chant which accompanied a candle flame ceremony honoring Nityananda. That 30 minutes of chanting in Sanskrit is one of the most ecstatic things I had ever done, and we got to do it every day. Well, twice a day, if you made it to the 3.30 a.m. chant, that is. I didn't always make it. It was optional. But the sunset chant was required, and you wouldn't want to miss it. One day. I was standing and chanting amidst 150 other people, but I was near the center aisle so I could see Nityananda's life-size statue in the front. At that time, it was unpainted, showing the black granite of which it is made, very close, actually, to the color of his skin. This statue is a murti, meaning it is alive with his energy. Sometimes. If I sat quietly, I could see the stone breathing. It's a very mystical statue. The words of this chant were becoming familiar to me, but I hadn't learned it fully. Arati Avadhuta Jaya, Jaya, Arati, Guru Nata, Arati, Abadhuta, Jaya, Jaya, Arati, Guru Nata. I would look down at the page to grab a few words and then look up at his murti while I chanted. Then I'd look down and up again as I chanted some more. Suddenly, 
My eyes became fixated on his murti. I couldn't look away. As my eyes bored into his big black belly, simultaneously, I was boring inside, deeper within myself. I was seeing both outside and inside at the same time. And it was the same space that I was looking into. That inner space was riveting. I traveled light years in moments, boring into a tiny spot at the core of my being. Then I burst through an invisible barrier and became the whole universe. No, not the universe. I was that which holds the whole universe within itself. I saw black space filled with millions of stars, planets and suns, galaxies, and vast reaches of space. Yet it was all within me. All of it just a small part of my beingness. Yes, the universe is contained within. I found it. And I've never lost it. And just as Baba said, when by the gift of Guru's grace, Kundalini, you expand into the inner infinity, you find the whole universe within. Ah, but here's the best part. He went on and said, once you find the universe within, you no longer remain a limited bound creature. You achieve total union with God. You merge with Shiva and become Shiva. You merge into primordial beingness. You become that which you already were, your own self. I was changed in that moment. And I never returned to the fear and reactivity that had dominated my life until then. I was already free. Thank you, Baba. Thank you, Nityananda. When you live from this inner dimensionality, no matter what happens, you sail right through it. You've got a deep keel. You walk and talk. You live in the world. You do things and share your life with others, but they do not make you who you are. You bring the whole of you into everything you do, but you're never limited by those things, nor by other people's ideas of who or what you should be. You know you are more. You know your own self. While that experience changed me on the inside, I still needed time to grow into it. My mind needed time to dissolve its old patterning. The many practices that Baba gave us helped me with this, really helped with it. People wonder why we chant in Sanskrit and Hindi, why we do candle flame ceremonies like in India or like in church. Why do we have the statues and photos all around? We do these things because they work. If I hang pictures of mountains and forests, you'll think it's about spending time in nature. That will be what you select as a goal. 
If I hang pictures of people in yoga poses, you'll think it's about acrobatics. If we put vases of flowers instead of the statues of gods and goddesses, you'll think it's about beauty or gardening. Your mind is so busy, it's so fertile. It takes one little hint of something and goes running away with it. Like if I say, I used to be a sailor, you think you should buy a boat. No, I'm not a sailor anymore, you see. I found more in yoga than sailing could ever give me. So I bring in yoga things for us, things for your eyes to see, chants for your ears to hear and your mouth to say, seemingly simple things that are mystical and profound. And you want me to do it all in English? Well, English doesn't work like Sanskrit does. If you want mystical experiences, you have to use a mystical language. That's Sanskrit. Tried and true methods are, well, tried and true. Like if you're learning how to ride a bicycle, don't sit on it backwards. You do it the way everyone else does it. Later, maybe just for fun or to entertain others, you sit on it backwards, but you won't get very far, I assure you. If you want to go far, if you want to explore the vast realms of your own being, you need to use the methods that have been proven to work. How do I know they work? Because they worked on me. And I delight in watching them work on you. I remember one yogi telling me, the universe is in my belly. I said, yes, of course. Others have brought me the same good news that they had found the universe within. Mm -hmm. So will you. It's part of the process. It's documented in many of the tantric texts. It's an inner discovery that's like a road sign. You're headed in the right direction. And you've gotten this far. But you're not yet at the final destination. Keep going. Keep doing your practices. Most importantly, keep meditating. It's meditation that matters most. All the other practices help. They help you with your body. They help you with your mind. But most importantly, they help you with your meditation. Even if you haven't found the universe within, somehow you get it when I tell you it's there. You already have a sense of the truth of it. This is why we love the photos of the galaxies being sent back by a Hubble. We see these incredible images and somehow we know them or feel them somehow. Inside. What is that knowing? What is that feeling? It is your own self. Recognizing one of its many extraordinary forms. Self. Recognizing self in another. This is how a great master lives. I experienced this with my Baba. That's one of the reasons I spent so many years with him. I could tell 
He saw something in me that I couldn't see in me. He saw God in me and in everyone. That's because he was looking with divine eyes. And he gave me those divine eyes. I live in a world populated by God. Each and every one of you, each and every being in the world, all the forms of the formless, all different forms of my own self. It's like looking in a mirror everywhere I go and loving all the different looks that I can take on and pretend to be. This is reality. Most of what you focus on is unreal. Most of what you focus on is things your mind conjures up. Even memories are unreliable. Your mind has distorted them, usually to make them seem worse than they were. Oh, how your mind loves to torture you. It's only because your mind is undisciplined, like an untrained dog that leaps up on visitors and chews up the couch. Your mind is like this too much of the time. Neither you nor your mind are having a good time. I had a mind like that. Inside, I'd found the universe, but my mind was incorrigible. It loved to beat me up. It still chased after things I didn't even enjoy. My mind wrote scripts for the future that nobody followed and twisted scenes from my past. And then I would meditate. It could take a little while, but all that stuff melted away. I meditated an hour a day from the very beginning. That was what worked for me. I got up before the rest of my family so I could have some quiet time. It took a while to get past my mind's obsessions. And then I'd settle in deep. Baba describes it like waking from a nightmare. A person who has a nightmare becomes terrified. He awakens with a start and asks those around him, where did the three-horned tiger go? He creates his own dream images and then fears them. But both the dream and the fear vanish when he awakens. Likewise, a Siddhi Yogi, Yoga Master, becomes serene, carefree, and pure when he perceives the universe within himself. Then he spontaneously retains the experience of perfection. It's easy to understand the first part of this teaching. You've had nightmares. You've awakened and had trouble figuring out that, uh, You're in bed, and all that stuff is gone? It was a dream? Your mind torturing you again? The point that Baba is making is the waking up. Instead of focusing on the scary dream, look at what happens when you awaken. You wake up. Suddenly, the dream is gone. The fear is gone. Your feet are no longer twitching like they're trying to run. Your breath settles down. You're in bed. You're safe and sound. 
Maybe you can even relax and get comfortable again. In a moment, it all falls away. You become peaceful. You are serene, carefree, and pure. Everything disappears, and all that remains is you. This is what happens to a yogi. All the things that used to define you, that used to contain you, that used to limit you, they fall away. All your mental conjuring is like trying to jail the sky. How do you put bars around the sky? How do you contain the sky? You can't. The sky is greater than anything that tries to hold it. The sky is bigger than your mind. Except you are more than your mind. And you are bigger than the sky. You are that one reality in which the whole universe is contained. It's a curious thing, you know. You are in the universe, and the universe is within you. Both are true, and both are true at the same time. Mystical. Cosmic, tangible, practical and real. Living with a deep keel, supported by your own inner depths, you sail through life, even through the storms. Supported by grace, grounded in your own self, based in the inner infinity. You are you. And you know who you are, O Shiva. Om Swarupa Swaswa Bhavanamu Namaha.